0: Hi! I am deeply aware of the fact that you are not with us at the moment and we're so looking forward to when that could happen again. But as we start today's preach I want to ask you for a favor. I want to ask you not just to watch this for the next three to five seconds or listen to it over the next couple of seconds but to watch this through because there's something really, really important that I'd like to share with you today and I'm going to ask you for a favor to watch the entire sermon uh, or listen to it because right at the end there's a little bit of homework <laughs> that I want to give you to give us feedback on on just what we are speaking about today. So please, please watch as much as possible, listen to all of it so that we can, can, can Kind of have some interaction between yourselves and and us as we as we um, wrap up this message today. So thank you for joining. We started last week, uh, not started. We we ended last week by looking at the the pronoun you, and we spoke about the fact that we, as the body of Christ, need to love one another in a very very real way and reach out to each other and love and care about each other. The you part is the plural, plural pronoun that includes everyone. Now, today, as we go back to Matthew 28, and by the way, these messages come in a very, very interesting time. We, many people would love for us to talk about, is this the end times, and what are we going to do about COVID, and how should we assemble, and should we assemble, and should we gather, and should we have that vaccine? And in the midst of this, God speaks to us, and He says, I want you to love one another. And so this is a profound thing, and that's why I, I really beg of you to watch this with me or together so that we can grab the heart of this. And so Matthew 28 is where we stopped last week. And I want to, again, go back to this. The last few verses of this book that we have been journeying through Matthew. And it says here, Jesus came and said to them, verse 18 of Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always, to the end of the age. So last week we found this; these words you repeated a few times. Today, and this is a title of our message is All. Simply just A-double-L. All. And it appears a number of times. And, and And Jesus clearly says to us, we need to reach all people. He says all nations. The word nations in the Greek is ethnos, which really is people groups, all nationalities, all people. He says, I want you to reach all people and what do you need to do then you need to teach them all AWL again that I've commanded you so all teachings all principles that he taught us we need to replicate and teach others then he says the reason that I want you to do it is because of another AWL because I Christ have all authority and therefore I instruct you to take all of this that I'm teaching you to all the people. And so everything hinges on this all in this portion. And it firstly starts with, does Jesus have all authority in my life? You see, we are on earth to make a difference. And if we don't believe that, we've got a question. Does Jesus have all authority in my life? Because if he does, then I obey him. Then I listen to him. Does what I do and what he says rather, does what he says become the most important thing in my life? Is that my Passion, because he has all authority. Do I consider his ways when making decisions about my life? Because here we see the fact that God has all authority will lead us to all people to tell them all that Jesus is teaching us and has taught us. All, listen carefully, does not exclude any person to reach out to. It includes every person. And anything that Jesus has taught us is included in this. And it does not excuse me in doing this because he has A-double-L, all authority in my life and should have. And so here we find all repeated three times. I want to take you to another portion in the book of Matthew to see where the word A-double-L is repeated a number of times again. So go with me. Pick up your Bible, turn, swipe, whatever it is that you need to do. Go a few chapters back to chapter 22 and we're going to read together together. A few verses here from verse 37 to 39. Well, no portion to most of you to please read it with me. It says here, Matthew 22, verse 37. And he, Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with, you would know, all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. Then he says, and a second is like it. Exactly the same, like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And it says on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So another time all appears. And by the way, in, in the book of Mark, or even in Luke as well, another all is added in this whole um, context. It says, love the Lord with All your strength, not just your heart, your soul, your mind, but also with your strength. And so I want to say to you, obeying the commission that we find in Matthew 28 to disciple all nations is therefore directly dependent on whether God has all authority in our lives and whether we love God with all that we have. So this all is incredibly inclusive. It includes everybody. It excludes nothing. And so it includes God having authority in my life. It includes everything that He taught us. We need to teach others. It includes everybody to be taught. And it includes my whole being, my my mind, my soul, my heart, my strength. Nothing is excluded in this whole journey of doing all unto Him. Should we then um, not try to work first, I believe, at this first all, um, where, where it says we've got to love the Lord with all our heart before we love people. I believe that our capacity to love all people is directly linked to the way in which we love God. So we've got to work hard at firstly loving God with all that we have before we'll manage because it's that difficult this one, loving all people, but let's bring it back to simply to say, God help me to love you with all that I have. And I I may say that the reason why the second one is not always working that well is perhaps because the first one is not in place. If we're battling loving all people, I think we've got to come back to say, God, maybe my heart, my mind, my soul, my strength is not fully devoted unto you. And this is where we need Holy Spirit to help us. And so I want to just quickly run with you through... These all that, that that Matthew specifically talks about. He says, you've got to love the Lord your heart, God, with your heart, your soul, your mind. And as we said in Mark and in Luke, it also includes strength. But let's first of all look how we can uh, enable ourselves or, or through God's grace uh, attend to this first responsibility we have of loving God first. And it? And it talks about loving God with all our heart. No, the heart is the middle or, or the center of who we are. That which comes from within comes from your heart. Um, it is the area where our thoughts and feelings and inclinations are found. We, we find in Hebrews 4 verse 23, it says that we have to guard our hearts because from it flows the springs of life. And so deep inside of us, our heart actually releases everything. Jesus also says that when we speak, we do so from the abundance of what is in our hearts. According to Matthew 12 verse 34. So my heart reveals who I am. And when I speak, it reveals what is inside of me. So you want to know what's in your heart? Just listen to your speech (laughs) and ask people. Actually, the question by virtue of what I'm saying, what do you think is in my heart? Because the heart reveals who we are. And Jesus says, you start by loving me, by loving me from deep within your heart. The question we need to ask is, does my mouth speak of the love of God? Because if I do love him from my heart, my mouth ought to reflect that. And so my heart reveals my love for God by what I say. Jesus therefore says in Matthew 22, that we ought to love God with all of our hearts, the very inner part of my being, where all my emotions and feelings are found and my affection is expressed. When I say, I heart you, that is the right heart you, it means that I love you. In other words, my love, my affection for someone is found through me expressing from my heart how much I feel about that person. God wants us to love him like that first because that enables us. To love others. The second thing he says we need to establish and use as a parameter to determine our love for him. Is to love him with all of our soul. Now the soul is the very core of who we are. My inner self. My personality. The Greek word here is translated to be breath. And it shows that closeness my soul has to who I am. It's like my breath is right from within me. And so my soul is associated to my breath. The very who I am is found in my breath. It is the very part of who of me that will live forever. The part of me that defines who I am. There's a commentator by the name of Albert Barnes. He wrote the following about loving the Lord with all our soul. He says, it means to be willing to give up the life to him, the life that I have to him, and to devote it all to his service, to live to him, and to be willing to die at his command. Saying, this very core, this life inside of me, I'm willing to give to Him. This is how I love Him with all my soul, with everything from deep within me, I want to use to love Him. It is taking all that I am and devoting it entirely to Him and not keeping anything back of who I am. In Psalm 84 verse 2, it's written so beautifully when it says that, My soul longs and faints for the courts of the Lord, and then my heart... And my flesh sing out to God. My soul yearns for God. My soul cries out to God. And as I express that, it actually says, deep within me, I long for God. I yearn for Him. My soul, the deepest part of who I am, is the area that God all, all says also should love Him and everything inside of it. When I want to say if my heart is the place of affection then my soul is the place of devotion. I reveal my affection for someone through my heart, but if my soul is devoted to my God, it is, speaks of a deep, deep commitment I have to Him. The last one that in this portion in Matthew 2 that Jesus use, uses to explain how we ought to love Him is to love God with all our mind. Now the mind is the faculty of our understanding. It is a place from where we are able to think, imagine, and to reason. It's a place where I start recognizing who God is through intellectual insight. And And may I say the best way to get this intellectual insight of who God is it is is through Scripture where I read and I study about my God and it fills my mind with thoughts about who God is and deep within those thoughts that I have rises up these these thoughts of love and appreciation of who he is. And God loves it when we can see for ourselves that he is God and that's why we are so blessed to have the word to read and to study. Our minds are truly a gift from God to know him through that. And he says we ought to love him with this intellectual ability we have. And so when we say, I love the Lord with all my mind, it means that I'm thinking of him and intellectually I recognize who he is. And that brings me to a wonder of who God is. And I stand in awe of him and I say, God, I love you. 2 Peter 3 verse 18 says, we need to grow in the grace of, and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that comes through getting to know him through the book that speaks so much about him. So to ask questions about God, to study God and to desire to know more about God intellectually is never wrong. God wants us to do so in order for us to love him with this area of our life. To the fullest capacity and potential. Once these things are in place, and as I said, Mark adds, we have got to love him with all of our strength. We won't consider that today, but it really just speaks about all my ability, my, my physical ability that I have. I want to love him with that too. Once these things are in place, then we can look at the next one, to include all people. And then here Jesus says, this is the great and first commandment, loving me like this. But the one that is second and is like the first one is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It is from this place of knowing his love for me that I can start considering the boundless love I ought to have for others. The moment I realize how much he loves me, I can love you. But look how profound this is that Jesus talks about. He says, He uses these words, the second is like it. In other words, the second is like the first. The second is not inferior to the first. The second is exactly the same as the first. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. You're going to love your neighbor as yourself. They're equal. In other words, before we ever think that the second is not important, Jesus reckons that it is just like the first. This is where we desperately need God to do a work in our soul, where he deeply touches me and changes me and transforms me to love the people the way he wants me to love them. I can't do this on my own. He says, it's the same. It's not inferior. It's the same. And so I say, God, how do I love these people? It's so difficult. God says, I can do that. And I will enable you if you love me the way that you ought to love me. And in that process, I transform your heart to love others the way you ought to. Now we can talk about a of examples, plenty of them to explain to us how this can be realized in life, how we can love people. And there's a beautiful story where in Luke, the portion where Jesus says these same words in Matthew, you're going to love me with all of these things. In Luke, he's confronted with this song. What is the great commandment? And he, Jesus uses this beautiful story of the, of the good Samaritan that reaches out to a person that was, that was robbed. And Jesus said, you know, who had mercy there? Who expressed this thing of loving your neighbor? He says, yeah, it was that good Samaritan that did that. And for us, when we talk about our neighbor, you've got to realize that in Greek it actually means any other person. (laughs) It's not just the one that stays next to you, as we would think in a physical context. It's really any other person that brings us back to the title of today's message, A-double-L, all. You've got to love all people. You've got to disciple all nations. Because all authority is in our lives from Him. And therefore, because we love God with all that we have, we can love all people. It's a beautiful story about this that I read about. A story of a policeman in, in a city called Albuquerque in, in New Mexico in the States. A man by the name of Ryan Holtz. And uh, he was policing as, as he would go around doing his rounds the one day. And, and he found a, a lady that was pregnant. In the back of a, back behind a store with another man next to her and she was taking drugs, was injecting herself. And he saw this and and obviously as a policeman, he had the right to arrest her and whatever else. And, but he saw that she was pregnant and he asked her about this and he says, how, you know, how far are you? When are you due? And she said, I'm pretty much there, but I actually don't really want the baby. And he realized that it was a very, very you know, difficult situation for her and long story short is him and his wife, where they've already had their four children adopted this baby girl, he gave her the name of Hope when she was born and took her into their lives and, and now are looking after her. But not only this, they've also reached out to this drug addict, a male and a female, and trying to help them to get to rehab where they can be helped. It's just, it's a real life story. And it just, I wish I could show you just some of the the footage of this because it appeared on on CNN and and, and just this whole illustration because this couple and this man, the policeman said, God prompted me. He said, I want you to adopt. And and so the story illustrates this, that all people can be loved because we have this all-consuming God that lives within us and his love enables us to love even the unlovable. I wanna conclude by saying it starts with all authority. All authority of God should be evident in our lives. We need to submit to him. And that takes us to all nations or all people. And then that which we impart is, we impart all that Jesus commands, which is really dependent upon loving God with all of our heart and and all of our soul and and all of our mind and, and all of our strength then if those things are evident and we grow in them and loving God this way, then we can love all people. And it's not a formula that once this is in place, then that thing and that thing. It starts, first of all, simply with all authority. I submit to his Lordship and I say, help me to love you with all that I have. And I want to pray that God will help us with that and trust that as King City Church in this season, where we can't all be together, that we will continue to love and grow in that. And then when we can gather, that we will continue just to encourage and love and appreciate one another to do that very thing of loving all. But before we close, I want to ask you to give us some feedback and you can send me just some feedback and some thoughts or send it onto the the church admin phone because we'd love to hear from you about this and, and see how we can journey with one another. I want to just give you some questions. How are you doing in these three areas, four areas of loving God? How are you doing yourself? Loving God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, your spirit? Are you seeing or have you seen a growth in your love for God in these areas in the last couple of weeks, months? Another question could be, which one of these areas do you battle in the most? Where my heart, my intellectual mind, I'm not thinking about God. I'm not, I'm not considering God. And, and so in that area, I'm really battling. My soul part is whatever it may be. Just give us some, some feedback. I'd love to hear from you. And then well, what do you think about this call to love all people? <laughs> what does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? What do you think about that? Love to have your thoughts. And then lastly, how can we as a church help you in any of these i would love to journey with you so that we can all grow in this. I need to grow. I'm desperate for God to help me to love all people. But I do know this, that I've got to grow in my love for God in all of those areas, to love him with all that I have. God bless you. We love you. Look forward to seeing you in whatever way. But may God help us in this particular way, area to love him with all that we have. And consequently, love all people the way we should. God bless you.